Welcome back to the Attention Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Sanchez with Sweetfish, and I'm here to talk about the problem, the biggest problem that I see with audience growth. But before we dive into that topic, I want to say that the next four, five, six episodes are going to be me dropping a tidbit of wisdom I've learned as working as the director of audience growth for Sweetfish and helping multiple podcasts grow their audience, including uh, B2B Growth, our largest podcast that we host here at Sweetfish. And there's a number of issues that I see customers run into over and over again. And there's still things that I'm learning and testing today. But the biggest one I wanted to share with you is around what I think is the missing step of content marketing. And it's called media market fit. So if you're in the startup world, you've probably heard of product market fit, right? It's a common term. It was became popular from Steve Blank's uh, book, Four Steps to the Epiphany, which became even more popular when Four Steps to the Epiphany was taken and rewritten into the lean startup by Eric Rise. Right, We have this idea of product market fit because we found that entrepreneurs were failing over and over again. We would bet really big on a product based on all our kind of passive market research, and then we would scale a company, launch a massive product, and then all of a sudden find that the market didn't want it, right? of which the big case study in the four steps to the epiphany is like Segway, right? They spent like tens of millions of dollars on R&D inventing this, uh, I don't know what to call it. It's a Segway, right? It's it's the, the roller machine. <laughs> and they thought it would eliminate walking. Like no one would need to walk ever again. All of a sudden they roll it out and they find the market's like, eh, it's hard. You can't go up steps with it. It's really expensive. I'd rather walk. It's It's better for exercise. And uh, it looks kind of nerdy anyway, right? The market didn't want it. So Steve Blank wrote the book, Four Steps to the Epiphany, which became like the bedrock, especially for Silicon Valley tech startups to say, hey, maybe you should, maybe your product should really be in a hypothesis to test a problem first, right? And we all know that that's how the product market fit starts. You start with a hypothesis that fits fits a, prod- a problem that you've researched ahead of time around a certain target audience. And then you come up with ideas of what the product could be or service could be that helps solve that customer's problem. You then take time to iterate on the product and you start with the minimum viable product, right? To see if it's right. Instead of starting with a fully baked Segway, they could have started with maybe a skateboard. I don't know. <laughs> or something that wasn't didn't take so much R&D to develop. And then test their way there and work with the customers, with the prospects, in order to build something that they actually want, right? And that's where it comes back to the word. That's where the word pivot became famous, right? Because you would pivot and pivot and pivot and try over and over again until you reached product market fit. And even if you started to scale and found that you didn't have as good of a fit as you thought, you might pivot back to the beginning where you were still testing the hypothesis of the product. It's a fantastic methodology. It's become like a staple concept of Silicon Valley and all startups today. But what if we took that same approach and applied it to content marketing? I honestly find that it's missing. (coughs) 
honestly find that it's missing in the world of content marketing because I honestly find that it's missing in the world of content marketing. If you just look at what most large B2B companies are doing, they come up with their hypothesis and then they don't test it. They just put it into a strategic plan and begin executing on it, putting years sometimes of work with content marketers and writers and videographers just pumping out content. All the while, their audience isn't growing. Or if it is growing, it's just, it's it's okay. You know, they get 10,000 followers on YouTube. Their blog where they're writing multiple articles a day after a couple of years only has 20, 30,000 page views a, a month. Meanwhile, independent creators are getting hundreds of thousands of page views or hundreds of thousands of followers on YouTube there's something missing, and it's something that independent creators are doing that big companies aren't when it comes to media, unless they're a media company in themselves where the product is the content. And the difference between a media company and what most product and service-based companies are missing is this step of media market fit. So let's take what we've learned from product market fit and just apply it to our content marketing, and all of a sudden you'll see why it's the miss, biggest missing piece uh, in B2B companies, but I'd say even B2C companies. Any company that's using content marketing to reach an audience is usually skipping this step. So let's look at that and just apply it to media and see what that looks like, right? So the first step is honestly identifying your target audience. Who are you writing to? Most people get this done, but what they do is skip the next few steps. They have a hypothesis on who the target audience is and then begin to execute on that. But what if it's somebody different, right? You kind of have to hold it loosely. So I usually try to write to as narrow of audience as possible, knowing that like if I'm creating this, this podcast for a B2B SaaS content marketer, that it's probably going to be applicable to way more, but I'm even now I'm talking to someone who is a B2B SaaS Mark content marketer. It's a very specific audience that I am talking to right now, but I know my content will be widely applicable to more people than that. Still, that's the hypothesis I've taken with my own podcast. Step two of five steps here <laughs> is the hypothesis on what kind of media you need to generate. We often go in thinking like, oh, blogging is the thing. Oh, podcasting is the thing. Oh, YouTube is the thing. But it's still, that's also a hypothesis. You think your content, your target audience is hanging out there, but we don't quite know until we start posting there and trying things. Step three is testing a minimum viable media rather than MVP, minimal viable product. I'm just going to say MVM, minimum viable media. And this is where you're just testing out bite-sized pieces of content to test if you're targeting the right person with the right media on the right channel. Now, this is easier to do on some channels more than others, specifically short-form channels like LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, what else is short-form? Facebook, Instagram. Those are all short-form channels. It's easier to test something small. Even TikTok is shorter than its uh, main competitor, YouTube, 
right? It's a little harder to do it with podcasts, but you can. Even now I'm testing into podcasts and I'm recording some shorter episodes and it's okay. Or doing interviews, which are easier to record before I spend more time in increasing the production value of this podcast. If you've listened to the first two episodes already, then you know, like I'm not editing the heck out of these things. I'm doing a little bit of editing, but not that much because I'm starting with the minimum viable media. I want to know it works before I start to spend an hour on every editing every single episode. And then I'm experimenting to learn, which is step four. Experiment to learn about the market and improve piece by piece until you get to step five. You iterate until you see traction, actually reach media market fit. And there's not like a def- definition of like, how do you know you've reached media market fit? I'd say it's when you know, it's becoming easier to pick up subscribers. You're just seeing your subscriber numbers grow uh, steadily. You're you're pulling beyond where most people get when it comes to their reach and their engagement, right? It's always a combination of reach and engagement. But there's not a specific number. For some industries, that number will be way lower because it's smaller and some industries are large. So you'll have a much, your target audience might be 2 million people. But in some places, just reaching 5,000 is enough for some companies, depending on how niche your target audience is. So next time you want to launch a content marketing channel and actually want to grow the audience, you're not just putting content out there for sales enablement content. You don't care what the audience is. Think about trying to reach media market fit. Think about how you can just frame everything like a hypothesis and test and iterate on your way there. I actually recommend starting with a short form channel like Twitter or LinkedIn first and experimenting there or TikTok. TikTok's a great one for video and doing little experiments until it connects. This is one of the things that solo creators do so much better than companies because companies feel like they have to roll out the red carpet on the first run. Like the first 10 posts have to be perfect. They don't. Start small and iterate. Solo creators usually have really horrible first posts that's like notorious to go go back to any solo YouTuber you've ever watched and go find their first video and notice how poor quality, like how bad these videos are. Not only is the content bad, the quality's bad, it's just a mess. If they leave it up there as like a like homage to where they've come from, right? I like to leave some of my early stuff there as well. Think about approaching it with this kind of mindset. And you'll find that your content marketing does will do so much better because you're focusing on building the right kinds of things and you're working with the audience in order to deliver it. So thanks for listening to this first solo episode where I'm going to be putting out ideas on what I found is working with audience growth already. And if this has been val- if this has been valuable to you, please go and leave a rating on either iTunes or now Spotify, which has a rating system. Go and give it the stars that you feel like it's worth.